RT8K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. Tonight's headlines. Sources say police plan to deploy more than 8,000 officers across the city for tomorrow's National Day. Lawmakers pass a bill to criminalise voyeurism and Hong Kong sees a large boost to retail sales, thanks in part to the consumer vouchers. Sources say the police are planning to deploy more than 8,000 officers across the city on National Day tomorrow to ensure various ceremonies and public activities are conducted in an orderly and safe manner. Timmy Sung reports. Sources told RTHK that there will be a strong police presence around the convention and exhibition centre in Wan Chai, where top officials and other dignitaries will attend a flag-raising ceremony and a reception in the morning. Roads around the venue have already been closed off. It is also understood that the police's elite units, including the so-called Raptor Squad, as well as the Counter-Terrorism Response Unit, will conduct high-profile patrols at what they say are sensitive locations. They added that the force will continue to conduct risk assessments and enhance officers' protective gear. Lawmakers have passed a bill to criminalise voyeurism and the photography of people's intimate parts without their consent. The new law makes observing or recording intimate acts for obtaining sexual gratification illegal. It also criminalises so-called upskirt photos. The maximum punishment for the new sex offences is five years in prison. DAB lawmaker Elizabeth Quart welcomed the new changes, saying existing laws do not target such crimes and do not have a strong enough deterrent. From now on, we have specific act to tackle all the problem, and I hope this will be a starting point that all the public, general public, will aware that this kind of action is not just hurting people, but a criminal action. Hong Kong retail sales rose 11.9% year-on-year last month to $28.6 billion, with clothing and footwear leading the way. Government spokesman attributed the boost to the consumption voucher scheme. He also said the retail sector should benefit from the stable pandemic situation here. Hong Kong residents are due to receive their second instalment of consumption vouchers tomorrow. To COVID-19 now, elderly commission chairman and executive councillor Lam Ching Choi says he supports the idea of requiring elderly home residents to get vaccinated against the coronavirus. I believe it is a proper way. It is actually the usual practice uh, in our medical field. Uh, all the doctors, uh, they should take the best interest uh, for their patients. Since the older folks who are residing in the uh, elderly homes, they are exposed to a much higher risk in terms of a severe disease or mortality. They should get their vaccine as soon as possible. The public have been asked to give their views on regulating single-use plastic items that are non-essential and difficult to recycle, such as umbrella bags, hotel toiletry bottles and cotton buds. Members of the public have until the end of December to submit their views to the Sustainable Development Council. Timmy Sung reports. The Sustainable Development Council says it is high time to regulate single-use plastics because an estimated 2,300 tonnes of plastics are sent to landfills every day. The council's chairman, Nam Ching Choi, said people will be asked whether certain plastic items should be subject to an outright ban or whether their use should be regulated. The head of the council's strategy subcommittee, Jonathan Wong, dismissed concerns that businesses' operational costs will spike if certain plastic products are banned. In view of the situation in China, so they are banning a lot of this type of uh, single-use plastic. 
So that means in China, there will be alternative available in China probably, and that will be uh, economic viable. And then in that case, I think we are easily to adopt some of the product uh, alternative in China, and then we can use it to replace those single-use plastic in Hong Kong. In the three-month public consultation, members of the public will also be asked whether the current 50-cent levy on plastic shopping bags should be increased, as the level hasn't been adjusted since the scheme was introduced in 2009. People have until December the 29th to put forward their views to the Council, which is aiming to submit its recommendations to the government in the first quarter of next year. Policeman has been suspended from duty on suspicion of making inappropriate online comments about the death of Senior Inspector Lam Yunyi. She fell into the sea during an anti-smuggling operation last week. Police said the officer is now being investigated. Meanwhile, the Correctional Services Department says one of their officers has also been suspended from duty. The case has been transferred to the police for investigation. Sources say two firemen had been suspended on Wednesday for allegedly making similar comments online. Tune to RTHK. The time has just gone past five minutes past 11. West Kowloon Court has again refused to grant bail to June the 4th vigil organiser Chow Hang Tung, who is charged under the national security law. The 36-year-old vice chairwoman of the Hong Kong Alliance and barrister is charged with one count of inciting subversion of state power, together with the alliance's leaders Lee Chuk Yan and Albert Ho. She's also accused of failing to comply with a police request to provide information relating to the alliance. Representing herself in court, the defendant requested the court release her on bail and lift restrictions against media reporting of the bail hearing. Principal Magistrate Peter Law rejected both requests. Roundtable legislator Michael Teen says he's learned the mainland officials are not happy with how Hong Kong manages its quarantine hotels or its quarantine exemption criteria. Experts and officials from the SAR and the mainland met earlier this week to discuss resuming quarantine-free travel, but no progress was reported. Mr Teen, who's also a local deputy to the National People's Congress, said mainland officials have very low trust in Hong Kong's safety standards at quarantine hotels because they're not guarded by law enforcement officers. He also says the SAR government isn't transparent enough over who is exempt from quarantine. Until we actually slam on the brakes and really take harsh measures, safeguarding the quarantine hotel and the airport and deal with the exempted list, I think it's going to be a very long and ongoing discussion. Hong Kong reported three new imported COVID-19 cases today, all involving the L452R mutant strain. They are a 51-year-old man arriving from Pakistan and a man and a woman who came from France. The head of the operator of a government-commissioned recycling outlet in Tinhao has apologised after he was after it was revealed that staff at the facility had thrown away items that were meant to be recycled. Francis Sit with the story. Speaking on an RTHK show, Stephen Chen, who has the 121C Society for Recycling, said the green at Tin House Station received 12 bags of styrofoam on August the 13th. He said the bags were placed outside a recycling store when the station's manager and staff went out for lunch, and that the workers who returned first decided to dispose of nine of the bags at a nearby refuse station due to street obstruction concerns. Uh, As the chairman of the organization, 
organization, I'm deeply apologetic, Mr. Chen said. He said the staff member concerned had only worked at the recycling store for several months and had failed to consult the manager, who was normally responsible for making disposal decisions. Mr. Chen stressed new rules have since been implemented at the station, including requiring staff to take photos and explain why they want to dump certain items before the manager makes the final decision. The Environmental Protection Department had earlier also expressed regret over the incident, saying the government has withheld service fee payments for August and imposed other financial penalties. It added that the operator has dismissed a staff member involved and penalised other workers concerned by temporarily suspending their salary payments. Ethan Court has sentenced the son of the former Commerce Minister Stephen Ip to eight months in jail after he pleaded guilty to possessing child pornography. Aaron Ip, who is 40, admitted to having dozens of child porn video clips and photos on his computer last October. The court said a heavier sentence had been considered, but passed the current sentence, having taken into account the defendant's good background and that he had committed the crime out of curiosity. Police in Germany have arrested a 96-year-old woman who failed to appear in court to face charges of complicity in mass murder at a Nazi concentration camp during the Second World War. BBC's Jenny Hill reports from Berlin. This morning, perplexed lawyers gathered around an empty dock in the courtroom. Imgard Fuchner was due to appear here today, charged in connection with the murder of more than 11,000 people. But the 96-year-old didn't show up. She'd left her care home just outside Hamburg in a taxi this morning and was arrested by police several hours later, reportedly as she walked down a street in the north of the city. The court, which has adjourned the case until next month, is seeking advice from a doctor as to whether she should now be detained in custody. Former President of France, Nicolas Sarkozy, has said he'll appeal against his conviction for spending nearly twice as much as allowed on his unsuccessful campaign for re-election in 2012. A court handed him a year's custodial sentence to be served at home. BBC's Hugh Schofield in Paris says Mr Sarkozy is likely to remain influential in French politics. There are those people who will, despite these convictions, continue to believe that he is a man of such sort of political weight. He's a big beast in the political field that they will continue to listen to him, which is a sad reflection on how justice maybe is is viewed in France. But that's the fact of it. His argument that he's made consistently that he's been victimized in all of this because the sort of political fundraising that he has got up to illegally is the sort of thing that people got up to in the past. He's carrying the can for the whole political sort of system if you like. You know, there are people who will listen to that and say he has been unfairly treated. British police officer has been sentenced to spend the rest of his life in jail for the kidnap, rape and murder of server Everard Wayne Cousins, who's 48, snatched the 33-year-old marketing executive in South London in March after falsely arresting her on the pretense she had broken coronavirus restrictions. British researchers have warned that a weakness in the Apple Pay feature on iPhones allows unauthorised contactless payments to be made even if they're locked. The experts have shown how hackers could make large contactless Visa card payments via their phones. Apple said the matter was a concern with a Visa, with a visa system. Israeli troops have shot dead a Palestinian in Gaza who had approached the security fence that marks the border with Israel. The army said the man had been behaving suspiciously, carrying a backpack and digging in the ground. The Hamas militant group said Mohammed Abu Amar had been hunting for birds.
The state of Victorian Australia reported a jump of more than 50% in COVID-19 cases today, with authorities largely blaming the spike on Australian rules football parties. Last weekend, that breached pandemic regulations. The state capital, Melbourne, traditionally hosts the annual grand final, which the city celebrates with a long weekend. Because of Melbourne's lockdown, two Melbourne teams played for the National Premiership last Saturday in the coronavirus-free west coast city of Perth. Contact tracers found a third of Victoria's 1,438 new infections had broken pandemic rules by attending social gatherings on the Friday public holiday and on game day. Jeroen Weimar is commander of Victoria's COVID-19 response. He said he understood people were fatigued with COVID restrictions, described the jump in infections as a significant setback. I think today highlights the consequence of hundreds of people dropping their guards, dropping their guard for very understandable reasons. We're all fed up with it. But this is a direct consequence of hundreds of decisions made on Friday and Saturday of last week. And the question now is how we manage this going forward. Business news in China's factory activity unexpectedly shrank this month, with high raw material prices and power cuts putting pressure on manufacturers. Vicky Wong reports. The Purchasing Managers Index, or PMI, is a key gauge of manufacturing activity in China. Any figure below the 50-point mark represents contraction, while above it indicates growth. According to the National Bureau of Statistics, the PMI was at 49.6 in September versus 50.1 in August, slipping into contraction for the first time since February 2020. China's economy rapidly recovered from a pandemic-induced slump last year, but momentum has weakened in recent months, with its manufacturing sector hit by rising costs, production bottlenecks and, more recently, electricity rationing. Sport and an independent investigation commissioned by World Boxing's governing body has found that numerous fights at the Rio Olympics in 2016 were rigged. The head of the investigation, Richard McLaren, said 14 bouts had been manipulated, including the super heavyweight final. BBC's Alex Capstick reports. Speculation and rumours of corruption swirled around the boxing tournament in Rio, but the manipulation of results has never been confirmed, until now. Professor Richard McLaren, who previously investigated the Russian doping scandal, was asked to look into the allegations and has uncovered a system which placed complicit, compliant and incompetent referees and judges in charge of certain bouts. He said instructions were given on how to score the fights on the morning of the competition and that it was organised amid a culture of fear and intimidation by the former leaders of the International Boxing Federation. And now the weather, becoming cloudy with isolated showers and thunderstorms. Minimum temperature will be about 28 degrees tomorrow, hot with sunny periods during the day. Maximum temperature will be around 32 degrees in the urban areas, a couple of degrees high in the new territories, one or two thunderstorms later. Light winds, the outlook, sunny periods on Saturday. Apart from isolated showers, winds will be fresh with a few showers early next week. Temperatures currently 30 degrees and the humidity is 82%. And a reminder of our top story tonight. Sources say police plan to deploy more than 8,000 officers across the city for tomorrow's National Day holiday. And that's the news from RTHK. RTHK
Officer and a gentleman, Joe Cocker, Jennifer Warns. One of the suggestions for the best duo or the best duet uh, in history. This is according to a story we actually started yesterday. We've had a few suggestions in so far. Thanks for all of them. Radio Pete at Gmail is the way to go about it if you want to contribute to the show. Uh, so duos would be the two that sing together. So the best two that sing together or the actual song that they sang would be the duet. It's nice to hear from you in advance. Also, hi to Jeremy. Keith's been in touch, as is Gilbert. Alex, how are you doing these days? I hope everything's okay with you. Also to Jody, Chuck, Ian and Baza, if you're all listening in. But a few requests still to come as well, of course, plus a great song from uh, Keith suggesting the January song from Lindisfarne. That's coming up later. 
And then, of course, as usual, after the news at five past midnight, it'll be a national day sentimental journey. Ooh.